Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. What's up, everybody? How you doing on this uh, last day, at least for me, in Hoover, Mississippi State? Already out of it. Old Miss playing uh, Vanderbilt today in uh, the early, well, not the early game anymore. They moved the games up today. So weather coming through the area. Old Miss was not supposed to play until 3 o'clock today. That's been moved up in an hour and a half or so, give or take. And uh, they will be playing here coming up uh, in a little while. Weather doesn't look good coming through the area, so uh, that was the right call to move these games up. I'm sure the TV situation, they're probably not exactly thrilled about it, but that's okay. Weather does not uh, not look good. So, welcome in. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. Uh, a few things to get to. Number one, something happened last night. That's a big deal for the state of Mississippi, and it probably happened while you were sleeping. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Regional projections. Uh, what can we take away from the performances in Hoover. With Ole Miss and Mississippi State, two kind of opposite feelings right now about your teams. Ole Miss came in came in here and has pitched it well and been locked in and played pretty well. Mississippi State got run-ruled in both of their games and sent home early. But how much can we actually take away from that? As a fan, how do you feel about your team's performance? We'll, we'll discuss all of that this morning. Uh, but first, real quick, I want to remind you, number one, this is on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel right there. That's all you got to search. Subscribing is free on YouTube, so just search my name, hit that subscribe button. This gets streamed there every morning. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, I record this, put it in podcast form for you, so wherever you get them, my name or Mike in the morning should turn up results and uh, leave a rating and a review, and follow me on all of the social media channels. So while you were sleeping last night, I know I'm in Hoover and it's my last day in Hoover and I've got some observations for you from what I have seen from both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I haven't missed a pitch except for when we were live on the radio uh, yesterday during the end of Ole Miss and Georgia. But this happened when you were sleeping last night, Southern Miss in the biggest game of the season for them so far. It was a late, late, late start. <laughs> it started at 10 o'clock last night, so you probably were sleeping and didn't get a chance to watch it, but Southern Miss uh, was really good in their biggest game of the year, and they did it w- with not getting a really good pitching performance from Walker Powell. He only gave them four innings, uh, was pretty erratic with his command, and they still won 4-1. to one. And you're probably wondering, you know, why is that important? It's just one game. Going into the game... Just by math, we came to realize that Southern Miss had a chance to host because the NCAA narrowed the hosting sites down to 20 teams, remember. Pittsburgh was done. I mean, they shoot, they might not even make the tournament at this point. Pittsburgh's done. Charlotte's done. South Carolina could host as a two-seed for somebody, but, but they're done. And you started going through Charlotte. They 
didn't have a good showing in their conference tournament, Conference USA tournament. They're probably done. And now suddenly you start eliminating teams from the 20, and it looks like this final host spot is going to be between Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. And they played last night. The tournament's being hosted by Louisiana Tech. Basically dead even is Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech for metrics and wins and all that good stuff. They're very identical teams. Now in the regular season, Louisiana Tech does have an edge in wins against each other. They played eight times this year. Uh, So that really helps that cause some. But you kind of thought going into it that Southern Miss, I mean, plays their way into a host with a win last night, and that's exactly what they did. Southern Miss beats Louisiana Tech, and now, as of this morning, now, um, as of this morning, looking at the regional projections, Southern Miss now is a host. And I don't know if this can change depending on how the rest of the Conference USA tournament works out, but mathematically, basically all they have to do is stay ahead of Louisiana Tech. That's all they have to do. And with that win last night, that might be something that that can't be surpassed. I'm looking at Baseball America right now. And Baseball America has Southern Miss, after that win last night, as a host. So that would be three teams, three teams from Mississippi hosting a regional. How cool is that? But uh, looking at who they've got, Baseball America did Southern Miss no favors. I mean, hosting a regional is just awesome. Southern Miss is better than the, the every team in their regional, but it's still not an easy one. So they are the 16 seed, according to Baseball America. This is as of um, – well, they, they keep updating it. They keep updating it so the, the article says the 25th. This isn't from the 25th. Has Southern Miss the 16 seed, so now hosting a regional with – Florida State, the two, LSU, the three, and Northeastern, the four. But they have Southern Miss opposite Arkansas. (laughs) The best team in the country that's played the best baseball all year that is playing really well here at Hoover. But still, uh, they have Southern Miss hosting right now opposite Arkansas. And for what it's worth, Arkansas has Oklahoma State, Fairfield, and Oral Roberts in their regional. So uh, that's really awesome. That's uh, that's really awesome. JP, no, I, I still didn't make it through the Southern Miss game last night. Uh, I, I tried, man. I, I really tried. Uh, I think I turned it off when it was 2-1. to one. Or, or I, Yeah, 2-1. to one. I think it was the 6th or 7th. I ended up falling asleep and had to wake up and, and check Twitter to see it. But they won. So maybe me falling asleep is good for Southern Miss because when I'm sleeping through their games – they're uh, they're winning their games, but uh, that's an awesome thing, and uh, hope they can just keep going. Uh, you know, win the conference for good measure, just to make sure that they maintain that status as a regional host. But the fact that we could possibly get next weekend three regional hosts in the state of Mississippi would be a really cool thing, and the crowds would just be spectacular. You'd have ten thousand plus in Oxford, eleven thousand, twelve thousand plus in. Starkville and a few thousand in Hattiesburg all at the same time. Per capita, nobody supports college baseball the way they do in this state. So that's really cool. Looking at the rest of these projections from Baseball America, they've got Vanderbilt as the two opposite Florida. Uh, They have as the 15. Texas, the three opposite Oregon. Uh, Arizona, the four opposite Old Dominion, the 13. But the problem is... 
they would be hosting that series in Columbia, South Carolina, and the Gamecocks would be the two. Talk about how unfair that is for Old Dominion to earn a host, but since they didn't go through this arbitrary bid process to host a regional, they'll have to go on the road to Columbia, South Carolina to be the host in front of a few thousand screaming Gamecock fans. Tell me how fair that is. South Carolina would not have earned that home crowd. Old Dominion earned that home crowd, and yet they have to go on the road in a really tough atmosphere. I mean, it's it's not Swayze or Duty Noble, I know that, but trust me, um, th- they do baseball right there in Columbia as well. The place would be packed full, and Old Dominion would be the home team. I mean, what, a couple thousand, not a couple thousand, but thousand plus miles from home where there will be, what, five, six, seven thousand South Carolina fans at their home game. Tell me how fair that is. I think that's crap, but whatever. Uh, Ole Miss would get a break in these projections. They are the 12 with Louisiana Tech, Michigan, and South Alabama projected in their regional right now opposite Notre Dame. Uh, so that would be a really nice break for Ole Miss because while Notre Dame has been good, they um, are the beneficiaries of a schedule and not so much because they're a team that really is the fifth best team in the country. That's just me. So if you're going to play opposite of anybody, I think you would choose Notre Dame over anybody else. That's just me. Um, Notre Dame has UConn, Indiana, and Central Michigan in their projected regional as of right now. Texas Tech is the six opposite East Carolina, the 11. Tennessee's the seven opposite Stanford, the 10. And Mississippi State still barely hanging on as the eight, according to Baseball America, opposite TCU, the nine. The problem with Mississippi State, as you guys know, is they're done. Now, they're done, and it, they didn't look good doing it, but they're done now. And TCU is still playing in the Big 12 tournament. And Stanford got a very important win last night. They've got a series right now against Oregon State. And uh, Stanford is also one or two spots behind Mississippi State, depending on which service you look at for projections. So right now, at least according to Baseball America, um, Mississippi State is hosting. Excuse me. Allergies are getting to me. Being outside so much, you know. Anyway, um, Mississippi State still currently, as of this morning, is hosting. But that margin is razor, razor thin. So if you're a State fan listening to this or watching this right now, you need Stanford to lose these next two games they play this weekend. You need them to lose those games, and you need TCU uh, to not move forward at all and for good measure have Texas Tech also lose. Mississippi State will not be jumping Tennessee, uh, but there is a chance that TCU or Stanford uh, steals that spot, both of whom are still playing. So if you're a State fan, that margin, I'm telling you, it's razor thin. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they do not get that national seed spot uh, when we look up on Monday. But in case I'm wrong, you need Stanford to lose and you need TCU to lose and uh, immediately, because if they keep winning and they press on into the weekend, uh, that's not uh, that doesn't bode well for the national seed side of things for Mississippi State. There's no worry at all about them hosting. It's mostly just being that top eight seed and guaranteeing a host of a super regional 
or potentially having to go on the road. That's really it. I mean, they're going to host a regional. Um, it's just the top eight seed. So that's who you root against. Um, that's who you root against. So Southern Miss, though, hosting as of right now. That's uh, that's really cool. Looking at Hoover, though, since this is the last day that I'm spending here in Hoover, I'm going to leave you with some observations, at least what I've seen. Um, how much does your team's performance here matter? That's what I've been wrestling with a little bit this morning. Is how much should we read in uh, to what we've seen here? Because, for example, you've got two fan bases here that have very different feelings about their baseball team's here, the way they've played here. Mississippi State got run-ruled in both of their games um, and looked completely disinterested. Just were not locked in, didn't play well, didn't pitch it well, got smoked by two good teams, but got smoked while they were here. On the flip side, Ole Miss has pitched it well, and they've looked like they've been pretty locked in, and they're here on Friday still playing. Now they've got Jack Leiter waiting for them, and their bullpen is – kind of depleted as opposed to Vanderbilt's, but still um, very different feeling between Ole Miss and State. My question is how real are those two performances? How real is it? Because on the Ole Miss side of things, you got pitching performances from people that haven't really done that this year. But does it mean that these guys have figured it out? You know Derek Diamond and Drew McDaniel have got a, gotten a massive confidence boost by the way they pitched it this week. Um, Johnson, probably also the same, uh, Doherty for Ole Miss, probably also the same, some confidence boosting performances here, but is that real? Because we haven't really seen that level of play all season from this team. So does that mean that they, those particular players have turned a corner and you're going to get that kind of a performance from Derek Diamond this weekend in a regional? Are are you going to get that? Are you going to get Drew McDaniel? That's that effective throwing his breaking pitch for strikes. His velo was up, throwing the fastball. Is that something that is real, or was that just a one-off here in Hoover? Because the sample size tells you that this is a one-off, but all that matters is how you play in your next game, right? Um, So how real is it? And then on the other side, sandwiched between a really impressive sweep of Alabama are two awful weekends for Mississippi State. The series lost to Missouri – Again, they go sweep Alabama, but then they turn around and play like this in Hoover. So how real is this? Was it a, a situation where the team kind of thought, you know, hey, we're going to be a we're going to be a national seed. You know, doesn't really play for here, so who cares? And they showed up not focused. Or uh, has two of the last three weeks been an indicator of what this team is going to be next weekend? I would be far less concerned about going 0-2 if it went differently, if I were a Mississippi State fan. I mean, am I am I canceling my super regional plans? Am I thinking that the, the team is going to lose next weekend in the regional? No, not yet, because you're not going to have Tennessee or Florida in Sarkville next weekend. So it, it's okay. However, I would be far more are far less concerned if it hadn't gone like that, especially yesterday, where Mississippi State didn't throw a handful of bullpen arms that haven't seen a whole lot of action. It was McLeod, Bender, and Sims, and they got run-ruled. 
That's your game one and game two starter and your best arm on the team. Your best pitcher on the team got run ruled by Tennessee yesterday. That's more concerning than anything else uh, is those guys got shelled like that. And when you compound that with, uh, I mean, in the opening weekend, Mississippi State got two wins against good teams. And they have a series win over Ole Miss, who isn't the best team that they played, but certainly not bad. It was a, that was a good series win, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But Mississippi State this year has not been great against the best teams on their schedule. It's really, frankly, really bad against the best teams on their schedule. And was these last two days more of that reality? Is this team as good as we think they are? Um, I think that's fair to ask. I don't think that that question was answered this week. But I think after seeing what you saw this week, paired with the way they played against Missouri, so the end of the season has not gone particularly well for this team, but, I mean, Arkansas beat them handedly. Vanderbilt took two of three from Mississippi State. And then you have this situation where Florida and Tennessee really dominated them. That's where I'd be concerned, is when you've played the best teams on your schedule, it hadn't gone well. They have a chance to right the ship next week, but... Who knows? Who, who who really knows? But I'd be concerned if I were a state fan today. And um, on the flip side, regarding Ole Miss, they get a win yesterday. Georgia's not a particular, particularly good team. But the feeling around Ole Miss is very different than Mississippi State, like I said before. Very different. But is this real? Just like the the question about Mississippi State is what is the way they played this week is that real, or was it kind of some Hoover anomaly? Same thing for Ole Miss. Was the way Derek Diamond pitched and the way Drew McDaniel pitched reality now, or was it just some kind of Hoover anomaly? Because if those two guys pitched like they did this week, next week we're playing in a super regional. And if they happen to give you those kind of performances three weeks in a row, guess who's going to Omaha if they pitch like that? That's been what's holding this team back. But that's a big if. It's a huge if. If they pitch like that, things are changing for this team. The outlook is different. I, I've said many times over the last few weeks that there is no way that Ole Miss wins anything of value because of the way they pitch it. Bullpen is too thin. Uh, they, they don't get good starts outside of Doug Nikhazy. And, yeah, they hit it really well, but if they have an off day, they're losing the game. I mean, they're going to see Jack Leiter tonight. He kind of ran through them the last time they saw him. We'll see if they can adjust and, and do things better this time. But with the way they were pitching it, the offense couldn't have an off day or else they weren't going to win anything at all of value. And the, the thing is, guys, that, that was reality. I mean, that, that's what that team was. There was not a single person, unless you were wearing the darkest shade of red and blue glasses, that expected this team to pitch it like this this week. 
Nobody expected this. So we'll see if it's real. Because if it is real, the postseason outlook changes some. It really does. It changes some. We'll just see if it's real. I can tell you what's real, though. Kickoff times. We got a few of those yesterday. That's so exciting. Uh, <laughs> I know it's um, it's a long way out. We are at or around 100 days away from the start of the college football season. But we did get kickoff times yesterday. So you already know uh, that Ole Miss and Louisville are starting the season uh, on that Monday night. And that was a primetime game. We got the rest of week one. Uh, so Louisiana Tech at Mississippi State, um, bring your sunscreen and maybe a fan, like literally a fan, if you're a Mississippi State fan, because um, your first two of your first three games, you're going to melt. You have Louisiana Tech in Starkville on September 4th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Don't wear maroon that day. That's all I'll say. Get your nice white Mississippi State polo and wear that instead of maroon that day. Because you, I mean, you're just going to be cooking there. You could sear a steak on the metal bleachers that day. So Louisiana Tech, Mississippi State, 3 o'clock on ESPNU. Uh, The next week, this is a game that, you know, when you look at the schedule, I think Ohio State-Oregon is that day, so that'll get a lot of press. I think Auburn-Penn State is also that day. Uh, so that will get a lot of attention. But NC State and Mississippi State is a fascinating football game because NC State is generally a team that an SEC school not named Vanderbilt or Missouri should be able to beat. Um, but they return a lot. It's been a really solid, stable program for, for a while under Dave Doran. He, he's been solid there, always has good teams. He's developing players and putting them in the NFL despite not exactly recruiting like a like anything noteworthy, but it's a good program. Going to Starkville, that, that's a measuring stick game for Mississippi State. If they can't beat NC State, I think they're in for kind of a long year. If you tell me what Mississippi State's record is after NC State, MS, uh, NC State and Memphis, I'll tell you what their season record is. If they win both of those games, it's a seven-win team, eight-win team even. But if they lose one or or two of those games, it's going to be a struggle to get to a bowl game. I think it's really that simple. Those are two measuring stick games, but especially NC State. And you'll get a pretty good treatment. So 6 o'clock kickoff for the NC State game on ESPN2 or ESPNU. Looking at the schedule that weekend, I can't imagine why it would not be on on the deuce. But, hey, uh, we will see. Ole Miss uh, gets a night game with Austin P. And so I learned something yesterday. Because of the new contract and stuff like that, you guys are going to have to get used to this. And it, it bothers me a little bit because it's like we're going backwards. You remember years ago, you used to have to pay-per-view some of your games, uh, you know, when Ole Miss was playing, I don't know, College of Charleston or whatever. Uh, or Mississippi State was playing one of those games as well, you you would have to pay-per-view it. That used to be a thing. And when the SEC Network was developed and stuff like that, that stopped being the case. There are just so many properties that ESPN has that your game was on national TV every week, regardless of your opponent. We're going backwards. 
That's changing now. Uh, the ESPN Plus or SEC Plus. So one game for every SEC team will be on the digital-only property, will be on ESPN Plus and SEC Network Plus. So you won't have to pay for it, at least not yet, because you will get to stream it online. But that's the direction that we're going, is that ESPN Plus will have college football games that you care about. That will happen. Um, And that's a shame, really, uh, because, I mean, to me, when you have as many properties as ESPN does, you should make the sport as accessible as possible. And I know ESPN's in it to make money and requiring people to buy ESPN Plus to watch at least one game a year will ultimately mean more money for the schools. I don't like the pay extra to watch concept. I don't know. I I don't like that. I I wish that wasn't the case. But the good thing about that situation is when you're on that digital streaming game, you get to choose the, the kickoff time. You get to choose it. So Ole Miss is obviously choosing a night game for their season opener against Austin P. That's at 630 and that will be streaming only online. Uh, Mississippi State has not been announced um, because these are only the first three weeks of the season, but you can probably bet on Mississippi State's ESPN Plus game also being at night. Um, Their FCS game will be – who is that? I I should know who that is, Um, but uh, I do not off the top of my head. You guys will probably tell me before I even uh, pull this up. So Mississippi State's game uh, against Tennessee State, that will be the the plus broadcast. Actually, they might choose that uh, (laughs) to be during the day, depending on how cold it is, uh, because that's the second to last game of the season. That's the week before the Egg Bowl. So maybe that one will be during the day, just to spare you guys from sitting in the freezing cold. But John Cohen and Mike Leach and company will get to choose that start time. So that's a, a nice little wrinkle. Um, Mississippi State, Memphis, I told you guys you're going to cook, will be on ESPN2 at 3 o'clock in the middle of September in the Liberty Bowl. So um, bring a skillet, make some eggs while, while you're watching Mississippi State, Memphis, and what is going to be one of the hottest games you guys will ever go to in your life. And then finally, the last kickoff time we've got so far, is uh, Tulane at Ole Miss, another night game for Ole Miss on ESPN2. So the first three games for Ole Miss will all be at night uh, this year so far. I mean, I, you guys got to be pretty pumped about that. You get your primetime slot on that Monday completely by yourself. The NFL season will not have started yet. You'll be completely alone uh, with Louisville and Ole Miss, and then you get your home opener, at night against Austin P, and then Tulane also at night for Mississippi State. You're going to be cooking against Louisiana Tech. Uh, really nice time slot and opportunity against NC State the week after, and then when you're in the Liberty Bowl. Sorry, guys, you're you're going to be cooking there as uh, as well. But easy road trip uh, for you folks. I know that there's going to be a ton of maroon there, but again, you might not want to wear maroon. Maybe also make that a white day as well. <laughs> oh, so there are your kickoff times. 
And that's it, at least for the live stream uh, for me and Hoover. Uh, we still got more Southern Miss baseball. They are a regional host as of right now, but they um, they need to keep winning just to make sure that stays that way. And uh, Ole Miss Vanderbilt coming up here, one thirty ish probably closer to 2 o'clock would, would be my guess. Um, and we'll see if Ole Miss can actually hit Jack later this time. But that's it for me as far as this goes in Hoover. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning in and, and watching and listening wherever you are. Um, thank you for being a part. And um, enjoy the show this afternoon. Enjoy your baseball. Hopefully Southern Miss keeps winning. I watched a little NBA last night. And uh, sadly, the Lakers beat the Suns. And that just that just stings. But otherwise, uh, been a pretty good week. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you again Monday morning or Sunday if you listen to the Sunday show or this afternoon on the radio show. You can find me anywhere. So uh, until next time, y'all have a good one. Talk Mississippi Media Production.